Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. What's up, guys? Today we have very interesting topic. Very interesting. Let me explain why. Because we are going to discuss what you need to do if you are going to launch your startup to buy existing or uh, create from scratch. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Luis Wiggle. How are you? Very well. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, I often create new startups. I have clients who launch new projects. So I'm excited to learn more about that because uh, I use two different approaches. I tried to buy. I tried to create from scratch. I think uh, I can't tell that uh, only one way can work. Of course, it depends uh, on the benchmark, on uh, existing startups. Sometimes you can just buy domain name and uh, consider this name so it works well as well so before we start just tell more about yourself experience background and why you decided to share with us about launching startup yeah absolutely so my name is Louis Vilgo I'm the co-founder and CTO of Plasmo our company focused mainly on building extension uh, dev dev tooling for extension developer and by extension I mean browser extension in the moment but in the future mm -hmm. we want to we want to extend to even further outside right to even application extension yeah but so that's a gist of what uh our company do and um mm -hmm. uh our company offering two products right now one is a framework that makes it like you can bootstrap your new extension in 10 seconds uh, and the second product is a frame it's like a platform for you to test your extension it's a staging environment for your extension and in terms of my experience that lead me to founding this company um i had about seven years in startup uh started very early and I really just have this mentality of uh, wanting to uh, be, be a founder, be a founder. And what does it mean, what does it mean to be a founder? It's actually is the idea of, I want to build stuff that um, with, with no boundary, with no boundary, right? So there's a component of building there. But the thing is that as you build, after you have done about seven of seven startups, or like, so I would join startup as an early engineer and I would join as like, um, you know, technical lead and um, my journey informed me a lot in terms of uh, should I, yeah, basically, should I build this or not? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. I have the first question. Yeah. Can you tell me, uh, have you put uh, Plasma when you started or you uh, started from scratch? Yeah, Plasma. So the, the latest company that I'm working on is from scratch. We started it uh, last uh, about. Um, so the official uh, kind of incorporation date is uh, January 2021. Yeah. So we built the entire thing. Um, so, okay, you have to buy a domain name, right? So there are stuff that you have to buy, right? The domain name you buy. Uh, mm -hmm. We actually, we know that the domain like or firewall domain are quite expensive. So we do spend a little bit on that. Um, and uh we do buy infrastructure, right? Because you don't want to, we don't want, you don't want to worry too much about infrastructure. Um, mm -hmm. But we do build a platform and we build a framework that powering our whole software suite. Because those mm -hmm. are our core com uh, competency, right? Those are our core kind mm -hmm. of uh, the core product we need to build. And because those products are not in the market right now and there's no white label mark, white label kind of product like that. And that's why you have, you do have to build for those. Yeah. And especially yeah. in, I would say that in like in more technical spaces like dev toolings, 
you definitely will have to build a bunch. Yeah, so so mm -hmm. expect to have a technical co-founder for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, my dogs often take part of my podcast. You know, they want to say something. I don't know what, but they usually take part. Okay, I have the question. Can you tell about uh, how to learn or research information? Uh, what it's better to do to uh, buy or uh, start from scratch? From your experience, how how do I know that it's better to do this way? Because I think uh, the best practices don't exist. It depends on the benchmark, on uh, existing projects, proposals online. So uh, tell more about that. How how to learn it? Yeah, I think in my opinion, when you first start a project, or when you are when someone invite you to join a project, or when even when you start yourself, right? When someone start a new idea, uh, market research really help. It really help inform you about what are the options out there and how much you can make it better, right? Because it's very likely chance that if you're, okay, if, you're, if your idea is super unique, right? Um, then, um, for example, Elon Musk, so when Elon went to, Elon is actually originally before SpaceX, Elon went to Russia and trying to buy a rocket, right? But, <laughs> Russian, yeah. but the Russian decided not to sell to him. And, you know, kind of, he went back home and he's like, eh, yeah, like, might as well, let's, let's, build, let's, let's build a rocket, right? So, yeah. Uh, Russia yeah, told him uh, overpriced, uh, something crazy money, and he told Precisely. Me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and well, there you go, right? The thing is that, so when when there's a huge technical challenges and you saw that, well, and he also saw, right, the, uh, I think that the, the, the idea of a, a reusable rocket, right, was not even a thing in the mind of a lot of people back then. So when, when, when there's that technical kind of barrier that you have to cross. You have to build it, basically. You have to put down your investment on time and, and R&D costs to build it out, mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but for a lot of, like, for example, if you make a consumer kind of product, right? For, uh, so recently, we have this kind of uh, new, new kind of product on the avatar space. So there's a bunch of avatar generator, right? So there's a new one based on top of stable diffu diffusion which is the new kind of uh, AI generated uh, uh, profile image. Mm -hmm. And there are two kind of indie hackers. So I call them, so the community called them indie hacker. Indie hackers are solo entrepreneur who build product and publishing it, you know, like, and they hope to make money off, it, off that, right? So mm -hmm. these indie hackers built out, you know, they built two independent product and they got some good traction, right? And then suddenly last week, a startup, a six years old startup also implement the exact same thing and get much more viral than them, right? Um, yeah, yeah, got it. Luis, I have the question about uh, Plasma. Can you tell? Uh, I, uh, for example, I open your LinkedIn profile and uh, I see that uh, you make shipping extensions as fast as shipping websites. Can you tell more about that? Uh, tell about this advantage, how you can do it and uh, what kind of companies need such uh, service. So, especially, for, so let's say Grammarly, right? Or let's say Honey, mm -hmm. right? A lot of the yeah. extension out there. So imagine pushing new changes to your extension, right? You're actually affecting millions of users and it actually affecting a component of your web browser, right? So imagine yeah. you go to Amazon one day and Honey ship a feature that breaks your entire browser. Your browser's a mess. You cannot go to Amazon yeah. and buy anything now because Honey actually, Honey actually is like the, uh, if Honey broke for someone who's using Honey, right? So yeah. it's, I would say that when they deploy the changes, being able to test it is very crucial. 
at the moment, there's no product out there that allows them to actually have a reliable way to test incremental changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, for, exa- for example, on iPhone, there's a there's a thing called test flight. So people can actually publish a version of the app, a staging environment for their iPhone app to like tester. But for extension, Chrome extension, that doesn't exist at the moment mm-hmm. until Plasma. Yeah. Okay. Good. Interesting about that. Uh, can you tell uh, what kind of companies uh, or uh, niches need such uh, services uh, to get these extensions, and why? Why you can tell them it's important for them to have? For example, I think you know some uh, companies don't need to have iPhone or Android applications uh, or Chrome extensions. It depends, you know, on their goals, services. Some companies don't need a website. I know some. Uh, businesses they rely on uh, some uh, big contracts with uh, uh, other companies government so they don't need a website at all so uh, talk about this one who needs uh, the service yeah i think got i mean out. like the, i mean like these extensions uh, that the plasma can provide who needs it yeah i would say that a lot of the extension so so the platform that plasma provide is for extension developer right but mm-hmm. but browser extension itself as like uh, for the consumer of extension, I'll say the the people who need extension are those who want to really kind of uh, make themselves more productive, like automating the web browser, not just the web browsing experience, right? But automating mm-hmm. the application itself, automating like for example, if you're composing a new email, right, a new mailing list, right, or you're composing um, a new lead generation email, or you on LinkedIn and you want to compose a new post, right? Uh, LinkedIn might provide those features, but an extension can actually help you linking your Gmail email with your LinkedIn post, with your Twitter, because an extension live in the browser. So mm-hmm. it can cross, it would, it can cross channel between all of these app, right? LinkedIn, Gmail, Twitter, so on and so forth. Unlike mm-hmm. a single app, a sing, if you have to make a single app, that app has to integrate with all of the provider, and that would take much longer to get to market compared to an extension where it live in the browser itself. And because it live in the browser, it can just take the data and offer you the services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So it can help to save time by using all these uh, features, uh, platforms, uh, when you have this extension. Yeah, it can integrate these. So it can integrate at the client le- at, at the browser level, right? Not mm-hmm. just at the backend level of those services, but now it's, it you have a power kind of a a, a bot that live on your on your browser now that you can automating. For example, hey, when I post on LinkedIn, can can you also take the same post and maybe do the same thing on Twitter, Gmail, whatever, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but it can okay. also do more than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me quote uh, from your LinkedIn profile mm-hmm. uh, about your creative writer who became a robotic robotic developer than a platform engineer so can you tell why you change so many directions you know because uh, for me writing is good i love writing uh, but you decided to develop something you know to go ahead to become an engineer so tell what is the main reason uh, that uh, pushes you you know to go ahead with uh, something different so i still write by the way but the idea of writing for me is for enjoyment right and generally i actually don't want to ruin that enjoyment to make money Right, and I think that when it come to find, when you find a com- when you work on a company, right, especially in startup, right, the goal really is to make it big. I would say if you don't mm-hmm. if you're not ambitious enough 
to make it big when you work a startup, you should just go work for corporate, right? Really. Um, so that is really is is for me is that when I want to go into engineering and working on my own kind of startup, I want to own, I want to own the technology I work on, a piece of technology that I created, and I want to make a dent in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. keep okay. the keep the great writing to enjoyment, right? Like on my free time. Nice, nice. Okay, Alois, I have the question about common mistakes. Can you mm-hmm. list mistakes that startups still do and how to find a much better way? Um, I've said a lot of startups hire a bit too early. That's that's mm-hmm. like one of the key main thing, especially when a startup raise some funding and they have yet to form a good moat and they start hiring like crazy. I would say mm-hmm. that I would recommend a lot of startups, especially small startups, even technology startups, to keep the team very lean and small so that you can you can easily sure you can easily deploy capital to hire i would recommend okay hire a contractor don't employ people yet hire a contractor for a very fixed amount but short kind of a contract with flat fee so you can control your budget because as you can see from the last like from the last kind of a wipe out right i would say a wipe out of a lot of a small company right people are mm-hmm astonished by the, the like the chance of fundraising you cannot fund you cannot really fundraise easy anymore now and the market making is making people much harder to buy into new stuff so mm-hmm. I would say yeah. hiring too early uh, is a is a, is a key mistake um, mm-hmm. the second is not buying not buying basically you should buy a lot of, a lot of time people thought that they should build everything from scratch right even I as mm-hmm. a as a technical co-founder, I found that as as you build stuff, right? If you're trying to build from scratch everything, you would end up just rebuilding stuff that someone else has built much better and even make it into their business, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, okay. the thing is, uh, okay. for example, if I decided to buy something, it's okay. Uh, I'm going to launch my uh, startup. Uh, I don't know. Let's imagine weight loss. Uh, Reviews, supplements, something like this. Okay, uh, sure. um, just random topic. But um, how I can find other websites or businesses that I can buy and develop innovate them with my idea? So uh, can you share a technical process of buying something? Uh, and yeah, of course, to develop and innovate. So I think that the uh, so first if you are co-founding a company, right, and you want to make sure that this company is sustainable, then you want to make sure that that found, the co-founder, the technical co-founder, understand the landscape of technology first, because mm-hmm. you have to you have to maneuver over the tech stack, right? What is the best tech stack to pick that is sustainable, res- resilient, sustainable over time? Because imagine, um, and okay, and and that technology and that tech founder has to also be able to fix issue as well, if 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 their chosen tech stack like does not doesn't doesn't sustainable it's not sustainable um mm-hmm. but then but but when you have the kind of my mentality of going into this then i i would say that for the, for the co-founder who is technical it should be very easy to choose they should pick what is, what is the most easiest for them i would say mm-hmm. pick the technology that's most familiar familiarity easy as a strength right to play to your strength because if you for example if you're a php developer suddenly saw all this Node.js stuff and he like, okay, you know, let, let's let's buy into this Node.js stuff, even though I have no experience using Node.js, right? Over the long run, that guy is dead. Uh, that company would be in, in the ditch. Yeah, I, I think so, because 
because especially for the the co-founder engineer, right? If he cannot maneuver over that mess, uh, he cannot help the company move 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 up and mm-hmm, progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, un- yeah. unless they unless they fire the guy, unless they fire the guy and move and have another Node.js guy coming in and replace him, and you know, like help the entire company smooth it out. But generally, when you have to fire a co-founder as a small startup, uh, your company is pretty much gone. I would say. Yeah, yeah. I think firing and hiring. Yeah, all, all these processes are hard now. So yeah. like for example, someone, yeah. like case in point, right? Facebook did not chase any new stack, right? They're still using PHP underneath. It's just that the engineer of Facebook are so good that they managed to make the PHP language become something else. They they kind of changed the whole language to become a, a language called Hack, right? Like they, they, they make a new language called Hack that's based on top of PHP. And they use mm-hmm. that language internally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, I opened your website, uh, plasma.com, mm-hmm. and uh, I clicked pricing. So, yeah, of course, uh, anyone is interested about money. And I found three tariff plans. Starter, yeah. $30, $30 a month. Professional, $65 a month. And enterprise, $1,000. So it's a big yeah. difference. Can you tell yeah. what kind of benefits businesses can get by using all these uh, features and why uh, enterprise is uh, so expensive or uh, I don't know it's not like so expensive but compared to other three plans so the pricing we have is really deep, uh, is so we actually have a customer on on all tier by the way all enterprise to pro and to uh, and to start starter and the idea is that we actually have we actually we made the pricing based on our intrinsic value that we offer to to people, right? And we actually calculate how much the margin we're taking in, and the value we provide to them, and how much we're mm-hmm. willing to lose. By the way, so what when we're offering a thousand dollar a month for enterprise, we're actually losing on the intrinsic value we're providing. Yeah, but we wouldn't take that because well, you know, it's a thousand dollars also a huge amount of money, right? So you cannot price it more than that, right? But the intrinsic, mm-hmm. the intrinsic, the intrinsic value. For example, a hundred thousand upload of zip file, right? That, if you utilize all of that, we would be like the, the, our company, right? Would likely um, uh, not. Well, we might have to raise the price, right? If people actually utilize that much, but we we allow them to utilize that much, and we're willing to, to we're willing to take a loss, uh, because we calculate the entire kind of you know the entire mileage. For user who want to use that feature, yeah. So I'll say that when when we calculate this feature, we go from the uh, the first principle, right, of how much is um, a, a gigabyte of transmission cost for us as a company, uh, for in in you know infrastructure, right? We do the calculation, and we extrapolate that to the pricing. Mm-hmm. So everything yeah. everything we do is from the root because I mean when you do when you do technical stuff, right, and especially when you do infrastructure. If you don't, if you don't know how much it costs for an uploading to your website, um, you should start doing the math. Because otherwise, if you let people uploading however much you how however much they want, and you don't you don't capping it, you're gonna be in in uh, in the negative eventually if people start using all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I can you tell how to learn before buying something. For example, you know, iPhone. Um, if uh, Webmasters don't know SEO, it's hard 
to uh, to help them, you know, to rank their websites. If they know, if they understand, it doesn't mean that they need to be experts. Of course, it takes time, you know, many years to learn uh, how to create content, how to promote. But uh, if they understand, we can get much higher results. It's the same, I don't know, like to lose weight. Yeah, if uh, people want to lose weight and don't know why they need to eat healthy food, uh, to train hard uh, or uh, rest, yeah, uh, it's hard to get results. Uh, or, for example, I don't know, uh, to learn foreign language. Yeah, it takes time, you know, to read, to learn, to listen, many other things, uh, to know rules. Uh, uh, and um, can you tell how to learn about extensions before jumping on this field? Uh, what kind of courses to take or uh, video, uh, educational, uh, anything, anything. Just let us know how to learn before uh, taking these uh, three plans and go ahead. I would say that, so are we talking about specifically on the plasma as a business or are we talking about like generically, in general? Uh, you can touch both. <laughs> okay, let's just so let's talk about Plasmo as just as a as let's focus okay. on Plasmo first. So in terms of Plasmo, I would recommend the people who who should be using Plasmo, right, or should even be aware of Plasmo are people who are already having a business. I would say, people who have a product business that want to expand to to be on the browser, right? Because mm-hmm. look, the browser itself, uh, you we using the browser right to stream on 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 to to do a stream, right? Everyone yeah. use their browser. Imagine you have something, it's a prime real estate on the browser that they interact with all the time, right? So mm-hmm. it is very powerful. The extension is very powerful. And I mean, I would say that for people who have yet to use extension, you're probably missing out a bunch because there are extensions that would help. For example, Grammarly is one that I use all the time. Grammarly helped me correcting my, you know, like I'm very bad at writing and also I mispronounce, misspelling stuff a lot. And Grammarly, it just automates everything for me, right? So it's invaluable for me to have that. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. if Grammarly stop working, I'll be pissed. If Grammarly stop working, I'll be pissed. And that's why Grammarly or any extension that's valuable to the user, right? If they value their user, they should they better be testing the extension like rigorously mm-hmm. before they're releasing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those are the target yeah. audience for Plasma. Yeah, um, yeah, got it. But uh, how to learn? How to learn more about extensions? Uh, do yeah. you have some special materials, uh, yeah, resources? I would say that, um, well, there's a book. Okay, there's actually a book on the website. There's a book called Build Browser mm-hmm. Extension. So that mm-hmm. book has a very good introduction to how developer can build the extension, right? But that is for developer. Now, talking about consumer, consumer extension, though, I think consumer extension can only learn if they see their peer use extension, I would say. Because what I've seen is that I've seen uh, sell people, so sell, so sell people uh, working for like big company, right? Mm-hmm. They are ten times more productive than sell people from small company. Why is that? Once you saw them, once you like see how they work, you see they have ten extension, literally ten extension, on their on their browser bars. One for Gmail, one for LinkedIn, one for Twitter. One for every single app that they use to enhancing their workflow, like connecting mm-hmm. with Notion, right? From Notion go to LinkedIn, from LinkedIn go to Twitter. Yeah, and because mm-hmm. they have arm, because extension is so powerful that because these extension help them arming the whole task across the website, right? They can click. They one click would arm it the entire workflow. 
compared to the person who is having to do it manually. Mm -hmm. So I'll okay. say that. Yeah. What is the main difference between existing extensions? For example, I can open uh, Google Chrome to, to find many various extensions. I have them. No, I, uh, for me, it's hard to count how many extensions I have on my Chrome, <laughs> probably more than 30. Uh, I even uh, uh, don't list all of them because uh, I uh, barely don't use them. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. So tell, what is the main difference between existing extensions and creating a personal, personalized extension? So you can think about even, let's look at your branding, right? Imagine your, imagine uh, unmiss.com has your own extension, your own extension with your own branding that offering mm -hmm. all the SEO lesson on the taskbar. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. So now you have yeah. a branded extension for your own company that living on the browser where you can instruct your user on how, wherever they are, right? On how they can improve the SEO much better, right? Mm -hmm. So it's very personalized and you can now have these kind of lesson embedded to the browser without them having to go back and forth between that website and your company website, right? So that's a power mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can yeah. see this with also Twitch streamer too. A lot of Twitch streamer who a lot of, some of them have to move to YouTube, right? And YouTube mm -hmm. miss YouTube stream the streaming interface, like a lot of the feature on Twitch. And so mm -hmm. the only way they can fix that is, okay, let's build an extension that extend YouTube to actually have some of the feature I want from Twitch. And they did just that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, love it. By the way, uh, you mentioned about Grammarly. Even great uh, offers use this extension because, uh, you know, uh, people can, you know, uh, be tired, uh, exhausted. You know, they can lose attention. And Grammarly can help, you know, when you uh, miss some words and you know uh, to or just uh, uh, write uh, something nonsense <laughs> why not yeah grammarly can help you with that i, I yeah. love grammarly as well Precisely. i know even editors use grammarly uh, it doesn't mean that you need to consider all these uh, uh, errors that grammarly lists it depends you, you need to uh, analyze and think how to write awesome text yeah about okay uh, Luis I have the question about let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience knowledge skills uh, you didn't found uh, plasma so what will you do today more about uh, learning uh, of developing extensions so in terms of learning more extension is that the, is that a question right yeah what would I do to learn more extension? I would actually join without, without experience. Without yeah. experience. Without experience, I would say so. I would recommend even the Plasma framework. The framework has very, very yeah. No, the reason why we make the framework is to make mm -hmm. it easier for people to make extension because making extension from scratch is hard. Mm -hmm. And our framework is free, by the way. Our framework is totally open source, totally free. Anyone can use it. The platform is paid, but the framework that we have created is open source, free for anyone can use. And it's available mm -hmm. on GitHub. And the idea of in our minds is that we want people to just make your extension, make your own extension, right? Or extend the browser to work for you, right? Make it mm -hmm. so that it, because because the browser is so broad, right? And so yeah, if you can make the browser work for you, you would be 10x. And in terms of how to learn more by extension, I recommend joining some of our community. We have a Discord, we have a Discord community that has uh, about 400. Uh, uh, user now 400 kind of uh, members mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. people people ask a question ask 
asking question, answering question, and oh, sharing tips, sharing tricks about how to make mm -hmm. uh, extension. We also have a, a, a repository on GitHub of extension that we have pre-built with a bunch of like features in on, on inside of them. For example, we for example, right? Let's say you want you want to have a pops up something that pops up on your Google mail on your Gmail, right? And so let's say that hey, I'm typing some email or and then you want to open up some kind of a pops up that tell you more information about the client you are replying to, for example, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I have so broad question, you know, uh, so broad, uh, of course, it depends. But uh, how long does it take to create an extension? Because, you know, I found an article on your blog that uh, creating and publishing a web extension in 15 minutes. So is yeah. it possible to create extension for 15 minutes? Yeah, even shorter too. Yeah, even shorter, especially mm -hmm. if you use one of example, right? If you act, if you use the, if so for the, this is for developer, by the way, we are not making a no code. This is not a no code tool. So you have to know how to code a little bit, mm -hmm. but so for developer, uh, if, if they are familiar with running the command that we have shown, they can make an extension in like literally 10 seconds. So it really depends on how fast the internet is, but once it's get all the, all the dependencies and setting them up, right. They are good to go with extension. They can actually opening up a page on like it can open a pops up page or can actually, um, mounting. So we call this mounting. So mounting meaning kind of a, you render something on top of something, right? So let's say I can actually mount, I can actually track the pixel on the web page and put like a filter on your face, for example, right now, if I want to. Yeah. In, mm -hmm. in a very, sim yeah. very, very simple, very simplicity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what about design? Uh, for example, if I create an extension for uh, five, ten minutes, uh, ten seconds, but what about design? So I think uh, I, I like uh, you know using extensions because of design, user friendly. Uh, so do we need to consider design in our extensions? I will say so. Yeah, and that is uh, that's a different ballpark, right? Like yeah, mm -hmm. starting an extension and then actually making it good, right? It's, I think it's the yeah, same for yeah. any any kind of product, right? When you build. The, so first, I would recommend validating the idea first, right? That's why we have this framework to make it very easy for you to just validate your idea. Make it quick, make it easy, right? Get it out there first. And mm -hmm. then when you see, okay, the customer liking this, let's optimize the hell of it. Make it better, make it slick, make it UX. I would recommend just hire a designer. Hire a designer. Or, okay, if you're a good designer, right? This is why Airbnb was so successful because the founder are designer. The, the mm -hmm. two co-founders of Airbnb were, what two co-founders are, are designer from Rhode Island Design University, and one of them is technical. The technical guys, uh, you know, he studied computer science from Harvard. So, like, that's a kind of golden combination of the design. Yeah. Like, that's why they can influence the design aspects so well. That's why you can see yeah. Airbnb has such a good design, kind of UX UI flow. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah. I would recommend right. Yeah. So, the design part of extension is the same as web is web development. I would say very similar to web development. Uh, but mm -hmm. together with also, you want to make sure that uh, it play well with the browser, right? And really play well with the camp UX you want with, for the developer when, or for the user when they use your ex extension with the browser. Because it is the interaction between the extension and the browser and the web page, right? And you have to understand that the extension has the context of the web page. That's a, that's a, that's a very powerful part of extension that nobody, that not a lot of people understand is that extension know about your website about your web app. And so it can extract information from the web app and delivering value for you. For example, mm -hmm. right? 
let's say you're visiting a LinkedIn, a LinkedIn page, right? Or wait, let's say you go into your LinkedIn connection page, right? And there's a bunch of connection, right? You actually don't know who is valuable, right? The extension can pass, it can pass through a thousand of those profiles for you and tell you, hey, these people probably are very good for you right now. Connect with them right away. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I think um, I need it, you know, on my LinkedIn because I, I get a bunch of connections. I don't know who are they, who, do, who these people, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they same. always yeah, always connect, but anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh I have the question about uh uh, can you forecast the future? What can the future will be in extension market? Because many things are coming, metaverse, uh, augmented reality. What do you think? Is it a good idea to jump on this field today? Probably in the future, we won't have any extensions. What do you think? So my co-founder, Stefan Alisic, has this saying about extension, right? So, so let's, let's think about extension. So we have soft. So let's think about software first. Right? So extension is part of software, right? But mm -hmm. software composed of feature, right? So we have feature and extension, right? If you think, if you think about it, extension are first-party feature. First-party feature are like extension of the software intended by the creator of the software, right? But now, by allowing extension for the software, the extension is catering to the individual user. Third-party extension are third-party kind of a, what people actually want from your kind of software. That well, the thing is that right. If if you have one million user and each each user has their own way of using your software, you cannot cater them all, right? And that's why a lot of software has to has to provide an extension system, so that the user can just do it themselves, right? Just extend it your your way, so you can move on and do your thing ten x better. And so the vision for Plasmo and the extension framework uh, in our mind, we want every software in the, out there to be extensible. And we're actually seeing a lot of alignment on this with, with the Apple. So Apple also have, uh, Apple recently released this extension kit. Extension kit is kind of Apple initiative that allow any iOS and Apple, like Mac, Mac OS app to be extensible and to providing this uh, interface that they can mounting any package on top of it, like basically allowing third-party third party kind of feature on top of the uh, app. Mm -hmm. So we are seeing that push from Apple. And so we are confident that this trend might go on for, for more because we, you can also see like, for example, if you're using Airtable, for example, Airtable also has their own extension system within Airtable that you can add small little app, right? That enhancing your workflow on your dashboard uh, Notion also has integration with other applications that allow you to do stuff on top in Notion. So we uh, we expecting more applications, more web applications to follow the same trend of offering like uh, a plugin system within their own application. And we want to uh, help them do so. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, love it, love it. Uh, Luis, I have the final question. You know, uh, when you share everything about extensions about uh, these topics i see your passion about that you now you have this uh, energy you know to uh, share interesting stuff and for example i i can feel it you know i i, I want to jump on this field to create my extension i need to research a little bit but you know can you tell what push you you know uh, ahead uh, how do you get this energy? Probably you have some secret uh, drink, I don't know, or anything else that can uh, help you or anything else about it. 
okay so in terms of uh, in terms of diet i actually follow a, a slightly keto diet i i eat some sugar now and then but i do eat keto a keto diet so that actually helped mm-hmm. me uh-huh. it, it hyped me up a lot it hyped me up i actually don't use i don't do i don't do any coffee yeah no coffee mm-hmm. for me by the way because uh i i had a back in middle school i i drink a lot of coffee and that messed up my stomach a, a little bit so mm-hmm. <laughs> i cannot do the coffee now i mean i coffee dessert good but coffee as a drink and eh, i'll try to steer away from it but in terms of my passion for extension it's really about um it's actually an it's very iterative is is a path that got me here by the way so mm-hmm. at the beginning of my startup we were, we were actually just trying stuff out actually we were building stuff we're just building we were building an extension for the for the cyber security space actually yeah we were building an extension we didn't we wasn't actually just building for the whole extension ecosystem we were just one extension in the cyber security space and as we built out that product right you learn to love it you learn to love the whole industry as general and we, you found that damn this thing is so powerful but building it sucked right and that is that's it the thing is that when you understand something sucks and you want to fix it right you and as a craft so i have this mentality of being a craftsman i want to be a craftsmanship so everything yeah so i would lean toward building more yeah a lot of time but the thing is i have learned to not build too much you know i want to build the core of my business i don't want to build like all the infrastructure that i can just buy so but i do lean on to i want to build things that last and be a craftsmanship right i want to be proud of what i built and and ship to my user and so and so that's where and, and then the cool thing is that as we build this stuff out, right, the passion I got actually come from my customer. Our customer came to us and said, yo, this this stuff you built is solving my our problem. Like, it's awesome, man. Like, like you know, and then, yeah, they throw money at us and say, hey, keep on doing your stuff. We're buying your stuff. And that's how we get our user, right? So I would say that uh, the passion really, uh, the passion that I got right now really come from the enthusiasm of early customer. And people who help us kind of, uh, you know, validating our ideas and like giving us feedback, right? Like, like if something breaks, they tell us and we try to fix it in a day or two. So that's, uh, that's our motto as well at, the, at Plasma. Uh, yeah, at, the, at our company, like if we get a feedback on, on something that's not working, we try to address that within a day or two. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's more complex than that. So we have to, uh, you know, is uh, it take a little bit longer, but... We want to fix stuff early on, yeah. And that's the thing too with extension, right? The cool thing with extension is that if you see something broken with the, with a website or with your browser, right? Like you use the browser and say, ah, oh, I hate this. Or, ah, oh, I kind of want to block this ad, but the current ad blocker doesn't block that specific ad, right? You can build your extension to block exactly that annoying ad for you. Yeah. So I would say that the extension really play into this mentality of if you see something break, you can fix it for yourself. Nice, nice, love it, love it. Guys, I know one way how to get energy. Follow Luis on social media. You can get this energy as I did on this podcast because uh, it's so valuable, interesting. Uh, I think we can't ignore this trade, especially uh, extensions. People love them. Uh, It helps to save time to get more insights. Uh, So yeah, I definitely recommend Plasma. Uh, Luis, tell. The best way how to reach out to you learn more about you follow you awesome so i'm on twitter at l-i-t-b-i-d little bit uh i'm also on linkedin and 
the main place I'm on is actually on plasma.com slash engineering. Plasma.com slash engineering is where actually I tweet most of my kind of uh, daily work. So if you go to plasma.com slash engineering, you see a lot of entry about how internally engineering we work on stuff. Uh, we, but the main part is platform.com is where you can see our offering, our platform, my company. We also have a Discord channel where you can come in and ask questions about extension and get help building your extension at plasmo.com slash S slash D, S for social and D for Discord. We also have a, a Twitch and a YouTube channel too. On, so YouTube, we use YouTube and Twitch to have a demo every week actually. We have a demo every week showcasing new stuff we're working on and updating our community. And also actually saying thanks, right? Because a lot of time we actually get contributors because our framework is open source. So now and then we actually have people sending contribution to our project. Yeah. Nice. So nice, guys. Yeah. Yeah, you can find all these links uh, in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again. You know, Luis, it's a big pleasure to get on my show. You share a lot of available insights. I need to think about that. Uh, I'll add this podcast uh, to my meeting with my team, you know, to discuss more about that because uh, we've, yeah, I think it's important to have some extensions, you know, to simplify your process. Uh, guys, you, need, you can find Luis on the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify, and see you next time. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.